0: It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun.
1: Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're... Friday Night Games. And we want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday, and we create content for Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.
0: This episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca, located in our hometown of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They just launched their web store, so check out TabletopRenaissance.ca for your board game and tabletop miniature needs.
1: On today's show, we have a very special guest, three-time guest champion of our show... Michael from <laughs> AthexTube. Hey, Michael. What's up, man?
2: Hey, guys. Not much. What's happening?
1: Michael, just quickly throw out there where everyone can find you.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, my main platform is YouTube. It's at yeah, youtube.com slash AthexTube, A T H E X T U B E. And I can also be found on Instagram and Twitter at at 8th as well.
1: Cool. Well, you agreed for some reason to be on the show again. (laughs) So (laughs) on today's show, together, the three of us, we're going to go through the nominees and winners of the 15th annual Golden Geek Awards by Board Game Geek. But there's going to be one catch to it. John hasn't seen the list of winners or nominees, so he has no idea what's going on. And because of that, we're going to make him guess <laughs> every category. <laughs> so at the end of the episode, you will hear the winner of each category and which game we thought should win and maybe a little bit of what games we played of those nominated and which ones we played that one. So, cool. Michael, how's it been, man? How have you been?
2: Uh, it's been good. You know, same same old as, as every day with COVID, but I'm, I'm
1: thinking <laughs> we're rounding the end here. Yeah, my 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 cough, I think. My cough's not COVID, guys. I'm just going to point out to you.
0: I'm just kidding. Hey, man, it's getting close to home. I had to get a test this today, this morning.
1: I'm sorry, John. I'm pretty insensitive. It's I brutal. think you know that, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what games have you been playing lately? I think, when was the last time you were on the show? Was it February? Like, beginning of February? Mid-February?
2: Yeah, I I think it was maybe beginning of February.
1: I think the two most,
2: or I guess the two most memorable games I've played since then were Brass Birmingham and Clash of
1: Cultures. Wait, what was the two most unmemorable?
2: I mean, I can't remember them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) good answer (laughs) what's Clash of Cultures? I never know anything about that game
2: it's basically Sid Meier's Civilization without the IP title and the reason why I wanted to play it is it's actually being reprinted this fall,
1: not as a Kickstarter,
2: but just as a bigger edition. So we wanted to get it to the table and see, you know, see how it was. And was it good? I, I would say it was okay. It's it's definitely not my favorite civilization game, but it, it has really good table presence. So if you want a you know a heavy civilization game with some cool looking miniatures and stuff, I, I think this is this is pretty decent. But you know, for my taste, I would probably take you know, through the ages style civilization game or maybe even twilight imperium is kind of a civilization game i'd maybe spend the time and, and spend a little bit more time and, and play that
1: very cool what about brass i just say birmingham birmingham so we we played yeah. lancashire and we we're supposed to play birmingham but covid lockdown happened in ontario so we weren't able to do that but how did you like it did you, did you like it better than lancashire i don't know if you can remember that i think you said you played it i don't know if you said you can remember playing it
2: yeah it, it, it's been a while but i did like it better than Link char i think that it's a little bit more accessible they streamlined a few of the rules and i i think getting into the game is, is is a little bit easier i think the only downside to brass i think it's for both is they have that weird system where you have to remember how to calculate the distances differently depending upon what you're shipping And I guess the other thing that was a little bit confusing for people playing, uh, including myself, is some like a lot of games you can kind of plan ahead a little bit. I feel like in brass, your moves are so dependent on other players that you really kind of have to wait for them to play before you can even consider what your move might be.
1: Hmm. So you're adapting to the situation, basically.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of tactical aspects to it. And I think, I, think, I, th- I think it's a very good game. It's just teaching new people might be a little bit
1: confusing. Is it worthy of number three on the board, or two? For me, I would say no. Okay. But
2: that's just my opinion.
1: <laughs> well i don't know there's a lot of people right got it up to two or three so <laughs> is your opinion right i don't know
2: so so one thing one thing is i do a video every week on the mm-hmm. you know current climbers and stuff and some of it i talk about how a game ends up being high and uh, high on the list and one of it you know one of the factors here is that it's kind of a second edition so a second edition of a game kind of filters out a lot of the people that didn't like the first edition
1: oh okay so they aren't even gonna play it yeah that makes sense yep. that makes sense wow that's yeah that makes a lot of sense actually because if it's, everyone loves it who plays it it's like well that's because <laughs> so well hey there you go you just gave a strategy out if there's any uh, board game people listening you want your game to get better just release a second edition yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's going to be a second edition of the Friday Night Games <laughs> podcast so we could get <laughs> more ratings. <laughs> okay, well, okay, it's, it's, this is a little fun, but we're here to talk about some. <laughs> we're here to talk about the awards of the year from BoardGameGeek.com, and we're all really excited about it. We all love BoardGameGeek. Obviously, you do your climbers videos for it. I mine it. John stays away from it, but we love it. <laughs> so, if you don't know what the Golden Geek Awards are, it is their annual awards. It's voted on by the users of Board Game Geek. So the users nominate and vote on their favorite games. So it is kind of a bit of a popularity contest. How how do the 100%. two how do the two of you feel about it being a popularity contest?
0: I think for me, like just look like. I know you said I didn't look at the nomination list, but you did send me the nomination list without the winners. And looking at the list, like just seeing some of these games put up against other games is just kind of silly. So if I look at like best card game, you got like the Fox in the Forest duet up against Dune Imperium.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's all weird. Frankly, doesn't know to me.
1: Fox in the Forest is like a, a very simple card game of moving a piece along a board, and a, as a co-op game. it's it's pretty simple to play and then dune imperium has a lot of rules so to compare that that's why comparing the two is ridiculous (laughs) what about you michael yeah
2: yeah i mean i I think it's you know fair i mean a lot of awards are popularity contests anyway Mm -hmm. and this is just a maybe a a bigger popularity combo dice tower awards are gonna be a popularity contest with like you know people that contribute to the dice tower and this is just decent section of of board game geek
1: i and i I will i will i definitely agree and i i think one good thing too is that it it incorporates everybody right whereas like dice tower might only incorporate the content creators which which again is you know i guess they're all contributors but is the voice of few bigger than the voice of everybody and then but then again everyone who goes to board game geek are power users of board games right so maybe you're getting a biased opinion there too
2: yeah i mean bgg does skew a little bit towards you know heavier games anyway so you will see that, that skew, I think, in,
0: in the nominations. All right. Should be b- easy to guess all these winners then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe you could use that strategy, John, to help you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Are you two gentlemen ready for this or what? Well, let's rock it. Oh, yeah. let's rock- okay. Okay. So the first category is two player games. All right, John. You ready for this? So here, I'm just going to name them quick. Aqualin, Cosmic Encounter Duel, Curious Cargo, The Field of the Cloth of Gold, The Fox and the Forest Duet, Glasgow, Imperial Struggle, The Shores of Tripoli, Stellar, Undaunted North America, and Unmatched Cobble and Fog. That is a ton.
0: Uh, It's Undaunted North Africa.
1: By the way, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. So, who do you think won?
0: Has I, has anyone played any of these
1: games? Well, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just hey, I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I made the. I don't even have the rules written down. You you All guess. Right, so I play,
0: played. I played. I played three of these
1: games. Okay, which ones have you played?
0: So I played Aqualine. I own three of them. Sorry, Aqualine, Fox in the Forest Duet, and Unmatched Cobble and Fog.
1: Those are the three I played.
0: If I'm gonna pick anything out of the ones I played, I would probably pick Unmatched. Just because that game is pretty, pretty fun.
2: What what is unmatched Cobble and Fog? What is Cobble and Fog?
0: So Cobble and Fog is just it's a, the set that they release, and it has Dracula, the Invisible Man, Jekyll and Hyde, and Sherlock Holmes are the characters you uh, have the choice to fighting with. Then Cobble and Fog, it's just basically like you're playing in like London, so they have like the cobble streets and stuff like that, and then obviously Invisible Man's um, like fog ask powers and stuff like that.
1: Have you ever played Unmatched, Michael?
2: I haven't. It's it's been on my list to play, but actually, I don't know anyone that owns that game. I own a lot of games, but I don't own any Unmatched games.
1: Yeah, the Unmatched series is really good if you like a good two two player Magic: The Gathering light type of game because it has the elements. Everyone has their own deck, but it's not sorry. Everyone has their own set deck you play with, and then the deck basically determines your moves. Which, it's good. It's a really good game. It also is set for like a million expansions. And actually, even though this is listed as a two-player game, but it's actually an expansion, I, I would say. But I guess it's also standalone.
0: I'd pick Unmatched as the winner. Okay. But I would argue that it's not a pure two-player game because it's for two to four players. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go with Unmatched. Because okay. that's the best one of the ones I've played.
1: Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so the winner was Undaunted North africa and then runners up was actually cobble and fog and imperial struggle so michael have you played any of those games at
2: all i actually haven't played any of them but based on what i know i would say Undaunted is probably the right pick there i think that it gives a you know kind of this unique sense of card play And gives you the feeling of being in, I guess, in these tactical combat situations with you know this deck building experience that is that is a little bit different than other deck builders.
1: You just sold me on it. Go buy it. (laughs) it...
2: I should. (laughs) So, 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 so like like I said, I haven't played it, but I've watched uh, a number of videos on the Undaunted series, and I think that if you haven't tried it out, I think it's definitely worthy of a two-player game and you know you can take a look at it online at, at the reviews and stuff
1: sweet well you just sold me on it so i'm gonna go buy that right now and then uh <laughs> <laughs> actually of, of the list and of what i played unmatched is one of my favorites but maybe it deserves to win because it didn't really win anything last year because it was too new Yeah, Mm.
0: and i
2: did hear that unmatched cobble and fog now that uh, after you explained to me what it was i did hear that that is one of the best unmatched
1: i think so it has the best characters yeah to to me i think it just the characters are fun in that one especially invisible man which lets you teleport around the board super fun okay well next category is art and presentation so we got calico cosmic frog fort honey buzz Kanban EV, Lost Ruins of Arnak, Oceans, On Mars, Rococo Deluxe Edition, and Tang Garden it's a lot.
0: Oh, that's that's a good list. All those all those games have great artwork. But I think I'm gonna go with I'd have to say on Mars, just because that seems to be what everyone like jaw drops about the how the game looks department. Okay. And you know, seeing it when we attempted to play it after like twenty four hours of travel at PAX, it was a gorgeous game to look at. But you fell asleep I, on I the wish, table. Yeah. I wish I wish <laughs> it's okay. I wish it was in my collection. It's just I don't have money.
1: I wish I picked it up because I think I could have got it for like a hundred bucks and, and then yeah. when I came back here it was like two hundred and something. I'm like, Well I'm not I can't buy this. <laughs> <laughs> Unless my wife wants to kill it. Oh well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So on that note, you got it on Mars. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ian, Ian O'Toole's artwork is is great.
1: Yeah, I would
2: I would agree with that. And, and actually, I think I agree with this pick that that's probably the best looking game of these. Although I, I would also say that Lost Ruins of Arnak and and Kanban EV are also extremely good looking games in in my opinion
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i I really like kanban ev's look it's amazing just as a note arnak was a runner-up and the other runner-up was calico which calico was was cute looking but i still think on mars was just like a jaw drop it had like has the presentation of it was just jaw dropping and the Mm -hmm. detail they put in everything
2: i haven't done a list of like top 10 artists for board games but i'm pretty certain neo no tool would be you know my my number one pick just based on Every time he does something, it just it looks so good. And, and he does such a good job with the art design of the games.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, I, actually, this on this list, I played most of the... Well, I guess I'd say I played over half of these games. Nice. So this is a... I guess I like games that, that have good artwork. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think... <laughs> actually, it was funny because I was telling genre before this, like... So I haven't played Cosmic Frog. Calico, I have. Fort, I have. Honey Buzz, I own, but I haven't gotten to it. Kanban, I haven't. Arnak I have, Oceans I haven't, On Mars I haven't. It's just Tang Garden I have, Rokoko I don't. But yeah, I, I, I think that's a pretty normal thing. Like if you like the art, it really appeals to you, right? And then you're yeah. going to buy it. yeah Okay, next category is card games. Card games. All right, so we have Abandon All Artichokes, Dale of Merchants 3, Dune Imperium, Fort, The Fox in the Forest Duet, and Fanny Gauntlet a love letter game. I'm going to destroy this game. Nidavellir, Oceans, Spicy and Stellar. Instead of John guessing, let's just talk about the games first and then we'll do what one after. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. So has anyone played any of these games? I
2: must not play a lot of card games. I've only actually played Fort, although I do want to play Dune
1: Imperium. Oh, you haven't played Dune Imperium yet? I haven't played Dune Imperium. No. Oh, man. I I think the last
2: time I was on, you were telling me to go play, and I still haven't had a
1: chance. I'm not judging you because (laughs) I have a, a shelf of 20 games right now that I haven't played, so I can't really judge anybody.
0: Yeah, I've played four of these games. So I've played Dune Imperium, Fort, Fox in the Forest, and Infinity Gauntlet, a love letter game.
1: I've seen Spicy played. It's pretty fun. Yeah.
2: What What is Spicy?
1: Spicy's just like a simple trick taking game. It basically is like it's actually it's actually it's funny because John and I originally tried to create a card game like so long ago, and this is a trick taking bluffing game. John, does that sound familiar?
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you you put something out in the ether it someone else is gonna take it
1: well it's different than what we thought of but it, it, yeah it's it's weird. definitely a trick-taking bluffing game so you kind of like you kind of lie and then whoever lies the best win gets the trick i don't know something along those lines it's, it's a pretty neat game though i
2: guess the question is did the crew re-spur the creation of trick-taking games
1: i think it did Maybe. i think it did yeah i i d- well, do you think we're going to see a bunch of new trick-taking games and uh, say next year because of the crew?
2: I don't know. It, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I'm not a fan of trick-taking games, so
1: hopefully not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> well, we, we do kind of see those trends, though, when like things are popular. It seems to more games come out. You know, people get on the bandwagon of, you know, what's what's selling a lot what's what's popular what's winning awards you know like last year was the like the palomino pieces which is
1: still happening those games are still coming out right but no less of them and and then and then this year this year was year of the deck builder right like Uh look at all the deck builders that came out michael did you like fort by the way just curious
2: i thought it was a okay game okay i think that Its artwork and presentation was maybe better than the gameplay was, but at least just from from my opinion. I thought it had some unique ideas with how you, like, the thematic connection to building your fort and how you kind of built your deck differently where people could steal your deck, essentially. And I thought all that stuff was was unique, but I think as far as, like, fun gameplay, it was, like, maybe 50% of the people I played it with liked it and 50% just didn't want
1: to play it again. Yeah, I, I could tell that, like, I played, we played it a lot because we were trying to stream, it was our first game we were trying to stream a while, long time ago, almost uh, eight months ago now. But I did notice that, like, if the game's not going well for you, it kind of sits really, and I don't want to say there's a runaway leader problem, but you almost, like, have a really bad experience if you're losing because then you're like, oh, like, I'm not getting the, you're not getting the cards, but someone else is getting the cards and that look kind of just, the randomness kind of is, you feel annoyed by it, I guess. That's how I felt when I was losing, because I felt like the draw was going to John, basically. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I think
1: that getting
2: a really good draw in Fort is, or getting a really bad draw just ends your game, and there's not much you
1: can do about it. Yeah, and then it's hard to catch up. Yep. Okay, well, on that note, what does everyone think won the card game of the year?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with my Dune Imperium
1: on that one. That's just... <laughs> <Can> you... <laughs> hands down. <laughs> yeah, you. What, what do you think the runner-up was?
0: You know what? I I would I think Abandon All Artichokes is pretty popular. I don't know if that landed on it.
1: It didn't. It I would didn't. say
0: Forts probably on that list.
1: Yep, Fort and is. And maybe Nidavellir. Nope fort notions but right, still pretty good pretty good guess uh, you know do you think do you think dune imperium is a card game
0: i think it's more worker placement i think it's more worker placement and too than card game
1: yeah i think it's more uh, worker placement too i don't know like if i would say it's the card game of the year It won. <laughs>
2: well i, I mean it, it is it's technically a worker placement deck building combination but yeah, uh, yeah. by the same by the same take you know lost runes arnak could have been on this list too
1: right and, and it's, not, is- it's not it's not but yeah. I, I, I guess you're right. It, like Dune Imperium's more of a, a, a card game than Lost Runes of Arnak is. Arguably, I mean, Lost Runes of Arnak could be if you made it that way. But yeah, that's a very good point.
0: Uh, I was going to say, I think like what happens when you utilize the cards in Dune Imperium is really important, which I think is lacking in Arnak. Just just like the, the available options of how it, can, how it can power your deck. Maybe that's why it's in here.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is just chosen by people, right? That's also true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what people yeah, think. And
2: it's hard to place these games that are like multiple mechanisms that are, you know, substantial in the game. Right. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if we, we could go back, but, you clank probably won this the year when it came out
1: oh did it yeah we, we can go back i could check that real quick honestly they just they just keep all their awards in like this if you go to the top and you click on like news open a new tab you can actually see they they list all the winners from previous years just below it oh okay yeah so like winner of 2019 card game oh no <laughs> you don't know what, you know what won the card game wingspan <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what wingspan won everything. Remember, they're like card game of yeah. the year, podcast Be- of the best year, podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, co-op game of the year. <laughs> yeah, Clank Legacy was last year. Okay, yeah. yeah. So
2: I mean, I, I guess this category fits in with like games that utilize cards as a significant part of the game.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Or that's how people see it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that was a great, great conversation there. Okay. So now we're on cooperative game of the year. So on this one, we got Back to the Future, Back in Time, Chronicles of Crime, 1400, Endangered, Forgotten Waters, The Fox and the Forest Duet, Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, Marvel United, Micro, Macro, Crime City, Paleo, and Pandemic Legacy, Season Mm. Zero. It's a lot.
0: That's a tough list. Yeah. Dang. So I've only played one, two two of these i own three i haven't gotten to play marvel united yet
1: i own forgotten waters i played pandemic but i've i don't know pandemic Le- legacy kind of goes back and has a really cool like cold war theme
2: yeah uh, have you guys played pandemic legacy season zero
0: yet no Have no you? we haven't played any of the pandemic legacy games really <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry michael <laughs> you're so disappointed <laughs> With this lockdown, it's uh we haven't been able to get together. I like Michael, you oh, sounded so
1: disappointed right there.
2: <laughs>
0: like, are you guys kidding well, I, me? <laughs> I mean, you, you definitely need to play
2: some pandemic legacy when this gets over with because at least so I've only played paid pandemic pandemic legacy season one. Okay. I thought it was really cool. I mean and it's I, I think it you know, the, the pandemic legacy especially really geared themselves towards like people that like board games that you know, kind of want to explore it a little bit more and have some surprises mm-hmm. and i think with with a lot of game groups pandemic legacy just it it's it's a really cool experience and it's it feels like you know i know some people complain about the fact that you know legacy games are kind of like one time through games mm-hmm. but i really don't have a problem with that like pandemic legacy like i feel like after i completed pen Pandemic Legacy Season 1. I do not want to play any more Pandemic Legacy Season 1. I went through the story. I, you know, I felt like it was done. But it does make me want to play. I bought Season 2 and Season 0, and I just haven't gotten them to the table yet. Because playing through a Legacy game is a fairly big time commitment when there's a lot of other games out there.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's exactly the problem we have too. Like we're still on Clank Legacy and we're still at I think halfway through because, you know, the pandemic will never end at this point. <laughs> but <laughs> um we're hopeful and and we're hopeful that when we do get games group when we do get our games group back, I would definitely love to play Season 0 actually because I think the storyline's really cool. So, definitely want to check that out. But the Cold Cold War era theme sounds up my alley.
2: Oh yeah. It was it was a uh... It was almost like they thought a real pandemic was going to happen this year, and they decided not
1: to <laughs> put out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah we, don't, yeah, we don't need to do it. You guys are just playing the pandemic right now. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, there's a lot of good games there. What do you think won? Let me see.
0: You know what? I think I'll probably go with pandemic as the winner, but I, yeah, it's it's on the winner list. I don't know if it actually won. But yeah, I'm going to go with Pandemic. I think I think it's it. I think people's reception of it, especially versus Season 2, and the comparison between Season 1 and Season 2, Pandemic uh, Season 0 is probably the better game out of that. Well, the game that won it is actually the one you played. Can you guess that? Definitely not Fox in the Forest. It has to be Gloomhaven then. Yeah, totally is Gloomhaven. Yeah. <laughs> i mean that that seems to be a given i don't know i was kind of hoping i don't know was pandemic on the list at least pandemic was runner up yeah that and
1: forgotten waters okay
0: Okay, yeah those would be probably my three choices we have to get forgotten waters to the table
1: because i think that's one i'm excited to play yeah that is actually one i'm really excited to play too that's one of the few that
2: i don't own yet but i want to pick up but I, I would say i agree kind of with I, I would say i i would agree with you that it was kind of between boomhaven jaws of the lion and pandemic legacy season zero and one of them just got more votes in this case probably yeah
1: close. yeah i yeah. was gonna say that's like splitting hairs there they're both probably really good and then nothing else on that list really jumps out like those two for and then forgotten waters like i i've hear i've heard really good things It's gonna getting good reviews i i have it sitting on my table yeah <laughs> That's one of the 20 games, but hopefully we'll get around to it soon.
2: Oh, yeah, I was going to say Forgotten Waters, you know, it it got some really amazing reviews, but I also don't don't didn't see it um, continue like its popularity after that. I don't know. I, I saw it like hit really big at the beginning and then kind of fade out pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I know it's like a campaign style game, so maybe once you play it once, you're you're kind of done with it. So maybe that's yeah. why people maybe that's why it faded real quick. And also, it's it's a crossroads game, right? So just like Dead of Winter, maybe made by the same company. I think they're the same designer too. So maybe once you play Dead of Winter, and then you go play that, you're like, ah, I'm all crossroad games out. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. So now this is a fun one. I'm. I bet you haven't played any of these. <laughs> How do you guys feel about expansions? Does everyone play a lot of expansions around here? I play
2: them on, I guess, on the games that I really like. I'll get the expansions for them. Uh, a couple good examples on these nominees list were, I own Spirit Island, Jagged Earth, even though I haven't played it yet. And I also own, you know, TI4, Prophecy of Kings. Mm-hmm. But I did pass on, like, you know, Through the Ages, New Leaders and Wonders. And I didn't pick up the Oce- Oceana expansion, although I might if I play Wingspan more
1: yeah I, i'm with you 100 percent like i'm gonna pick up expansions for the games i really love and actually it's funny you say that. i have jagged earth also i don't have twilight imperium i haven't played through the ages yet i had the root underworld expansion because i love root i actually skipped the marvel champions rise of the red skull expansion but it's weird because i picked up the guardians of the galaxy expansion because i really like the gardens guardians of the galaxy series mm. spire crest i think you have right john i do yeah and then the oceana expansion i own it it adds a little bit to the game but it's not necessarily needed. I think the base game of Wingspan is really good and probably doesn't need all those other expansions, but those other expansions are more for the bird collectors in my opinion. So,
2: mm, yeah, oh and... sorry, I, I will add one thing with the Through the Ages expansion. The the other reason why I didn't get it is because I think the only way I'm playing Through the Ages now is if I play on the app. Oh, um, and so if you haven't played Through the Ages, I just recommend going straight for the app at this point because it's so much better than playing
1: it in person
2: a through the ages game in person will take like three to four hours an app game will take you less than an hour
1: oh that's nice yeah
2: it it does all the calculations and stuff for you
1: you don't have to wait for people basically
2: i mean even even if you're playing with other people like i think the app you can play you can join people's games and play with other people even then it will still take you much less time than playing
1: in person wow (laughs) (laughs) oh because because (laughs) the computer is like a guide right that's that's basically what it is
2: it'll give you all your all your options you know right highlight them for you i think and then but on top of that it will do the calculations and the math there's actually a fair amount of like updating and moving cubes around and stuff with this game that the app takes care of and it just i mean i think you'll if you look around you'll see a lot of people say the app just in this case really makes the board game less appealing to play
1: gotcha that's cool. I'm just going to circle back for a quick second here. Remember how, Michael, you were just saying that these expansions are basically you would buy them because you really love a game, correct? Yeah. So technically, this is kind of a little bit of a popularity contest of all the games over time. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. can you, can John, can you guess what the most popular game is out of this list?
0: Well, if you're going to say most popular, and if we're going back to the Wingspan era, I'd have to say Wingspan. Oh, you got Wingsband. it.
1: You got it. <laughs>
0: yeah but you know what i would like to see i would like to see i I haven't played at many of these i've only i've only played actually spirecrest is that good enough to be on the list i don't know
1: the answer the answer that is yes it's runner up okay (laughs) what do you think the other one is I don't
0: know. Like, I would say, I would say, Root would be the next one.
1: Oh shoot! I'm sorry, sorry. Spirecrest wasn't on the list. I I messed that up. Okay, I messed that up. But yeah, it was.
0: It was Spirit Island, Jagged Earth.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Which, by the way, John, I know you. I know you've never played Spirit Island. It is a fantastic game, and you gotta play with me. I played over Christmas. I played like I played. I basically played every character, and I played like through all the scenarios. I loved it. It was so much fun. And picking up that expansion was like a no brainer for me. Honestly.
2: Did you play it solo?
1: Yeah, I did.
2: Okay. When I first got the game, I played through a few times solo to learn the game, and I thought it was a really good solo game, and then I played it with other people, and I thought it was even a better game.
1: Wow, that's crazy.
2: And the the real root of why it's so good is that your abilities combo with other players, and the game difficulty can scale pretty well. So you can make it harder or easier depending upon how good you are at the game, and so you can always kind of have a challenging game and feel like you're always on the brink of losing depending upon how closely you work together.
1: I mean, even solo, I felt like I was always on the brink of losing and then you just kind of like have like an aha moment. So I really like to see how the characters interact with each other. That would be fantastic. So hopefully that will come soon.
2: Another thing that makes Spirit Island great is it's a fairly complex game. And so because of that, it's really hard to have one player that knows everything about how all the spirits work. You really have to focus on your own spirit and then give ideas to your like team of spirits, right? And have people shoot ideas off each other on how to do the best, you know, the best combinations of stuff because the game is challenging and if you don't work together and you're kind of doing your own things you're just gonna fail
1: so basically it eliminates control you know how there's always like in your group you always have that controlling player who kind of tells everyone what to do in a co-op game so that would eliminate that, yeah basically which is awesome
2: yeah it, it really makes it hard to hard to be that
0: player
1: that's good
2: now i guess do, do you guys agree with the choice of wingspan
1: no
0: <laughs> i probably wouldn't agree with it no <laughs>
1: I don't actually I, <laughs> I I think Underworld Expansion was really good so I I would vote that up. I I obviously, obviously I haven't played Spirit on a Jagged Earth but I've heard that, you know, with all the amount, with the amount of content it adds, it's kind of good. And also like Twilight Imperium I haven't also played that one either, but I know like that adds basically a whole other game. So when I look at it like that, I'm like, well, maybe one of those should have won. Or where Oceana just adds more cards. Yeah,
0: like what's the value add added to the game, right? Like that's what I when I like thinking of expansion. I think about what more is it giving to me from the base game, right? Like when I look at Everdell, the Spirecrest, it adds a whole other element that hinders your gameplay, which I think is, is fantastic to the game right and you know like you just said with twilight it adds a whole like another game wingspan if it's just more cards eh. what about you michael they're they're pretty yeah i mean i think i think i probably would have put spirit island i i played
2: jagger i know a fair amount about spirit island base game and just the addition of so many spirits and so many new gameplay mechanisms there for such a great game i think i'd put that one at top maybe number two i'd put ti4 prophecy of kings but i think that there's some i'm I'm actually surprised it didn't make it higher because ti4 has such a big following
1: maybe it's just people haven't gotten around to playing prophecy of kings yet so they're reluctant to vote vote for it maybe that's my thought
2: or or maybe they're still playing their eight player games maybe
1: (laughs) (laughs) they still haven't finished they're like dude yeah it will be the game of the year 2021 or something <laughs> well you didn't play twilight imperium prophecy of kings oh you crazy <laughs> okay well, let's all okay, right so let's move into innovative games okay there's a lot here i'm gonna i'm gonna list them off quick so beyond the sun cosmic frog dune imperium forgotten waters lost runes of arnak micro macro crime city my city pendulum search for Planet X. And Super Skill Pinball 4 k That's a lot. That's a good list. That's actually a good list yeah. of games right there.
0: Yeah, and it's like <laughs> an eclectic mix too. Like a lot of good variations.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm liking that.
2: Actually, this kind of highlights how innovative this year was in terms of gameplay compared to some years.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in this micro macro crime city. I don't know anything about it.
0: Yeah, I saw it. On, I, I I saw it on social media uh, the past couple of days and it looks pretty interesting. It's like a big giant, almost like it's a big giant city map almost looks like a blueprint. And you're trying to uh, solve crimes that are like illustrated on this on this map.
1: Oh, it's like my day job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, so so this is actually a game that I was
2: tracking a number showed up on the uh, top 10 climbers like a few months ago. And I kind of I was kind of watching it since then. And actually, uh, no pun included, ended up doing a review on it. Oh, maybe maybe a month ago on this game.
1: Did you like it?
2: They liked it. But they said that some of the like, because because you're searching for crimes, they said some of the crimes really aren't family friendly crimes.
1: Mm. Like they're kind of like
2: adult oriented crimes. And you would think that this would be more of a family-friendly game. And I, I think I would agree with them that the company that made this really needs to make another version of this that's, like, family-friendly. And
1: yeah. that that would really, you know, take this to the next level. I'm surprised they didn't make it family-friendly. Like, I mean, you could easily do that, right? Like... Yeah.
0: I, lo- I looked at the artwork, and, like, the artwork to me indicates that I can play it with my kids. And then it's, like oh no you, you can play the game as soon as you get the box who killed who murdered the burger guy and i was like okay maybe i can't play it with my kids <laughs>
2: but... yeah and, and I, I think they just needed to rethink that i mean the artwork makes it look like it's a game you would sit down and play with your kids yeah. i think it would be an amazing game to play with your kids if it had the right themes and the right you know maybe instead of these crimes being like serious crimes maybe make them like kid crimes or something
1: yeah 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 like
2: like someone stole something at a playground or something. Yeah, make
1: make the map like Disney World or something, and then like have all the crimes in Disney. I'm a genius. <laughs> They're a billion dollar game right there. there Bil- you go. Billion dollar game, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so what what are we defining as innovative here, though? Let's see.
1: Yeah, it's that's that's actually the toughest part. Like, what is the innovative yeah. part of these things?
0: I think usually with with BGG, it's like
2: innovative mechanisms and yeah. uh, maybe innovative fun games.
0: so if i'm gonna go with that i would say like pendulum like i think that had a really cool like the time the time mechanic in that you know using the sand timers to plan your moves and do your moves as quickly as possible was was chaotic and and a lot of fun i really dig the deck building worker placement games i really love playing dune imperium and lost ruins of Arnak. My city, my city was cool. I I want to dive into it more. I would like to finish the the legacy game, but yeah, I I think I would go with Pendulum on, on this one.
1: I I really like Super Skill Pinball 4K. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I know it's just a roll. It's it's another roll and write game, but I don't know. I really I really enjoyed that. It was just really fun trying to get like a high score on it. it seemed it seemed like a very different game to me. What about you, Michael?
2: Well, so I haven't played most of these, but I think the one that I, th- you know, I, I guess I know what the answer is, but the ones that I would think were the most innovative were probably Micro Macro, Prime City, and I would kind of be a toss-up between Pendulum and Search for Planet X.
1: Yeah, I think Pendulum was okay. very unique. So I don't I actually don't know anything about Search for Planet X. I have, like, no idea.
2: Okay, What's so a, what... I can tell you a little bit about Search for Planet X. I haven't played it yet, but I, it's a game that I've been, it was actually sold out for a long time. You couldn't even get your hands on it. Um, So this is a deduction game. Probably the closest thing to this that I know about, or that I've played, is The Alchemists. I don't know if you've, yeah, I think it's called The Alchemists. Have you played that one?
1: No. <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry. So,
2: so, that one, it's a worker placement game that also has a deduction aspect where, and it uses an app to do the deduction, just like Search for Planet X. But basically, it'll randomly generate this world of these, where there's these formulas for, I guess, alchemical components. And you have to combine like these different alchemical things to create these formulas. And it changes with each game. So, there's no, basically, no two games alike. And the wow. goal of the game is to, deduce these things before the other players and publish papers on them. The problem I always had with the alchemists is that to me the fun part of the game is the deduction part and the unfun part of the game is the slow worker placement and the com- complex rules. So what the search for planet X did is it said, you know, forget all these complex rules, forget all the, you know, worker placement, all this other stuff. We're just going to make a deduction game here that, you know, people can play, people can play at different difficulties, we can make it easier or harder. And we get rid of all this other stuff that went with Alchemist. And I think that's why it's it's innovative. It it really cause as far as I know, no one else has been able to do that. Hmm. I, I suggest taking a look at it if you if you if you haven't.
1: I have it on order. I just it just hasn't come in. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh <laughs> it, it it looks to me like an amazing game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty it sounds really cool. So I definitely want to try it. Okay, so John, what do you think? One. I went with Pendulum. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, actually it was micro macro crime city okay and then the runner-ups were search for planet x it's funny and then beyond the sun
2: yeah i don't know if i really agree with beyond the sun it is a game i want to play but it just seems to me that the only innovative thing in there is the building of the tech tree
1: yeah and then i don't know is that innovative <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, I, don't I guess know. i haven't
2: heard of another game that does that but
1: yeah uh yeah i don't know i i, I guess like it's kind of hard right because it be because they're all like obviously like like I, I don't think dune imperium and lost runes of arnak is innovative like it is innovative in the way that it might be one of the first not it's probably not the first but the way it does do worker placement with deck building i think that that's really cool but i don't know if it's like super innovative right like let me just combine these two mechanics search for Planet x sounds really cool because you just kind of sold it to me that's the only game that does this thing right pendulum i know i played it is super fun. Then again, I don't know. Is there other games with timers? I think there is. I think there's other games with timer. Hot Potato? <laughs> yeah, that
2: the, the, there's lots of real-time games, but this is the only like competitive worker placement real-time game.
1: Okay. And I was skeptical
2: that it would work until I played it. And right, it it, it, did. it does work.
1: Yeah, and it, and I I think we 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 talked about this before, the three of us, and I really liked it, and John really liked it, and you I think you said you you played it with one group and liked it, but another group you didn't.
2: Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was an okay game. I, I think the the only negative to the game is that it's well, two negatives is it's pretty intense. I don't know if you guys found that. Yeah. It's kind of an intense game, and I feel like as we played it more, the game became kind of maybe too easy for me.
1: Ah. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see that. Once you understand the pattern of how you're supposed to play and yep. what you're supposed to get. Yeah, I could I could agree with that 100%. It becomes kind of but just I like think
2: for a lot of people it'll be a, it's a great game and I do like that you can complete the game in about an hour.
1: Yeah, I actually think that's amazing. <laughs> and like it's it's like you know most game boxes are like, "Oh, it's going to be an hour." And you look at it and you're like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> yeah, right. This is going to be an hour. But this game is actually going to be an hour, which is pretty sweet. So we have Game of the Year in front of me right now after Innovative, but, you know, we're going to leave that to the very end. And if you're listening right now, that means next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But it will be a lot of fun anyway, so make sure you listen to the next podcast where we go through Actually, you know what? We'll end. Let's do one of them. Let's do one of them. Let's end on one of them. Okay. Which one do you want to do? And we'll save the next two for the for the next podcast.
0: Well, I guess we can end on the light game of the year and then do the, the last two.
1: Sounds good. So this is a lot of games I know about or have played. So we got Abandon All Artichokes, Bites, Hughes and Cues, Marvel United, Micro Macro Crime City, Monstrosity, Mysterium Park, Project L, Santa Monica, Spicy, and Trekking the World for light game of the year. It's exciting.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good choices on there. I haven't played them all. I think I've played only, like, two
1: out of these ones. Oh, you played Mysterium Unfortunately. Park. Project L is really cool. It's, like, a little tetris very simple tetris game.
0: I think, you know, I had a lot of fun playing Hughes and Q's. Is it the best game of the year for a light game? Probably not. Marvel United has some cool... I like the theme of Marvel United, um, and I like how the heroes kind of share abilities to beat the bad guy. But I think I had a I had a lot of fun
1: playing Mysterium Park. I did too, actually. That game is amazing. I I could actually recommend that as kind of like an introduction to Mysterium and Dixit. So like if you really wanted to get people in... Because like, Mysterium and Dixit are more of like picture games, right? You know, you're trying to use a, a picture to get someone to guess something very specific using that picture. It's a lot different than games you would play. So that game is very easy to set up. It sets up in like 5-10 minutes. You can easily explain it. and It'll definitely help getting people who aren't necessarily love the genre into playing it,
2: I feel. Uh, and you mentioned Marvel United. Your favorite thing was the theme. My favorite thing is the minis.
1: Oh, I really like oh, that. True. Those, oh. <laughs> have either of you started painting them yet? No. I oh. haven't. Oh, no.
2: I, I have a big backlog on I, on painting. I, I actually have been meaning to do a uh, painting session with my wife, but maybe this summer.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I Man. some like I wasn't into painting the minis until we actually did it once (laughs) very unlike a a stream
0: i had this like three inch like batman statue i had purchased so it's like i I really want to see how this works and i painted it i think it looks pretty cool and I happened to, I got in like a mystery pack, but I actually happened to have the the original one as well. So I can compare, I can compare the two together. So I was pretty excited with how that turned out. I did that the other day, but I haven't painted anything else. Oh yeah, it looked nice. Yeah, I would say Mysterium Park. Okay. For the light game of
1: the year. Does light game usually, I feel like a lot of party games are light games, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think they
2: have a party category. It just kind of jumps into the light game.
1: They did, they did last year. I think they just got rid of it this year. <laughs> It didn't make sense, right, with the pandemic? True.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. who's going to be playing a party game?
1: I think also last year they just did Game of the Year, and it didn't necessarily have to be Light, Medium, or Heavy, too. So Mm -hmm. it looks like they changed the categories a little bit. So you're going with Mysterium Park? I am. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Game Game of the Year is actually Micro Macro Crime City. I'm actually sold on this game now. I'm ordering it right now. <laughs> it's up, and I'm ordering it.
0: It's on. It's on like pre-order right now. I think. Yeah. Swear.
1: Where... Oh, is that is that annoying the both of you? How like these games are up to for like game of the year, but you can't actually get a lot of them. Yes.
2: Well, you could get. Uh, so Micro Macro. I think this is a second printing that's on pre-order. It was got uh, after No Pun included did their review. It basically sold out everywhere the next day.
1: Yeah, that's that's a shame. <laughs> I mean, it's that means it's good, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know, after you play this game, like I said, it, you, don't, you know, just don't think you can play it with your kids. I think that's the really the only flaw in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really an adult game to play, but I think even with adults, it just it looks amazing and it looks like the people that designed this really, I don't know, had a really great idea for a game and really executed on it well. I just think that they you know, should have also thought about you know the other applications, and hopefully they they do. Take them out with you know family friendly version of this.
1: Yeah, I think I think a family friendly version would be amazing, as we discussed a little bit earlier. Sweet runners up were Project L and Santa Monica. So I have I have Santa Monica on our shelf, and that was a game I wanted to play again. The pandemic stopped us, but I'm looking forward to playing that game. And then Project L wasn't even available in Canada until very recently, which is unfortunate. Okay, so next is medium game of the year and heavy game of the year, but we're gonna skip that. And that, if you want to listen to that, that will be on the next podcast.
0: All right. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like us on your favorite streaming platform and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on our social media, Instagram at Games underscore official, Twitter at FridayNightGMS, TikTok at FridayNightGMS, or you can check out our website, FridayNight.Games. If you have a game that you'd like for us to preview on our podcast, shoot us an info at info at FridayNight.Games. And again, I'm John. I'm Matt. And it's Friday night, so let's have some fun.